This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Can you again celebrate my dad? Don't, don't get, you know, worked up over how the pigmentation looks. You know, things happen, you know. After he gave birth to us, he fell into bleach and we fell into charcoal. And so it's not our fault. You know, things happen. Can you just celebrate our great parents? They are so wonderful. To see a church growing and flourishing when they are not here every Sunday, that can only just be God. This is a God thing. And hey, family, want to celebrate all of you that have been standing and holding their hands even when they're not here, especially with the two years, two, three, or two or three years with COVID. But you are here. I'm telling you, there's just something about you. Bump your neighbor a high five and say, I like to be around people like you. Okay, let's be seated. Wow. I want to again just uh, say thank God for the opportunity to be able to stand uh, here and share the word of God. And uh, I don't count it as uh, something that I deserve, but I believe it's because uh, you saw something in us and then you allowed us. So I want to say thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I want to share on what I titled, The Wait is Over. The Wait is Over. Subtitle, Get Violent or You Will Soon Be Violated. Get Violent or You Will Soon Be What? Violated. Uh, as an open, opening scripture, they go to the book of Matthew, chapter number 11. Matthew 11, verse 11 and 12. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, somebody say until now. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by what? Somebody shout by force. In the time and season that we are living in, if you are the whining type, you are the CC crying type. You're the one who is saying, why me, Lord? Why me, Lord? What have I done to deserve this? If you are just sitting there and waiting for things to happen, you may wait till eternity. What do I mean? Everything that God needed to have done, he has done in Christ. Christ when he hung on the cross, he never said, I am finished. He said, it is finished. So if any of us is still carrying sickness, it's not because he didn't carry the sickness on our behalf for us to enjoy healing. That's right. 
If any of us is suffering poverty and you think you're poor because you're dark skinned, you do not know that money doesn't know your pigmentation. You can be born in the darkest part of town with no electricity where when people want to take photographs, for them to locate you in the photograph, in the group of photos, you will have to make sure you smile from ear to ear. And then when they are all checking, looking at going through the photographs, then they locate, there are two people on the right, two people on the left, but we can't locate the person on the, in, in the center or in the middle. All we see is it's one little white dot, another white dot, and, and then a line here, which happens to be the teeth. And so it doesn't matter what background you have been born into. The moment you are born into Christ Jesus, you, he, he, everything that pertains to life and godliness has already been made available unto you. But as to whether you enjoy it or not has nothing to do with God. God has already done it. You and I must position ourselves to take what belongs to us and not just take it lying down, but we must take it violently. From the days of John the Baptist until when? Now, the kingdom of heaven. Now, uh, when Matthew speaks, he only talks about the kingdom of heaven. When Luke talks, he speaks about the kingdom of God, all the same. So, it says from that time up till now, the kingdom of God is suffering violence, violence, and only those that are violent will take it by force. If you are waiting for your healing, you can't wait for what has already been given. Somebody asked me, he said, Haruna, we are traveling and we are all children of God. And he says, let's travel, but we need to ask God to come and be with us. I said, but I'm not going to be involved in that kind of prayer. And he asked, are you not a believer? I said, I'm a believer. So he said, but I'm saying, come ask God. I said, now why I'm not going to pray that kind of prayer is because he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So when did he leave me that I have to call him to come and be with me? while I'm traveling, because he said, lo, I am with you to the end. So all I need to do is to be aware of his presence and walk in his presence. I'm not looking for his presence. I already have his presence. In the book of Isaiah, chapter number 60, when you read from verse 1 to about verse number uh, 5, for the sake of time, I will just paraphrase. But then there it says, arise, shine, for your what? Your light has come. Even when light is there, if you don't rise, it will not shine. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. So we are living in that very moment where darkness is covering the entire earth. There's never been any season or time in history where evil, wickedness has been unleashed on humanity. And as we heard our dad tell us here that we are the light. And that's what Matthew says in Matthew chapter 5. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. If you and I don't rise up and take our rightful position to see the restoration of all things and to create that little window of opportunity we have to reach the world. Because this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to every nation. Then the end will come. And Isaiah chapter number 2, verse 1, 
And two, the Bible talks about what will happen in the latter days or in the end of time. The mountain of the Lord's house shall be exalted above all other mountains, and then the nations of the earth will come streaming to it. Yes, I know we are in the very end of time, but this end will not come until we begin to manifest. That's why there is a steering. There is, there is something like a woman that's about to give birth for the church to arise and take her rightful position so that we can bring in the harvest of the earth before the coming of the Lord. Can you shout hallelujah? First Timothy chapter number 6 verse 12, the Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. Is there water here? What happens when one comes here, then one, the, the mouth becomes dry? Yeah, now we can go. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. Fight the good word, fight of faith. Jude 1.3 says, contain. Or in other words, wrestle for the faith. Jesus said, when the Son of Man returns, he never said, will he, will, will he find love? Now, love is the greatest. But he never said, will he find what? Love. There's never, he said, will he find what? Faith. For without faith, Hebrews 11:6, nobody will be able to please God. For anyone who comes to him must believe that he is. And he's a rewarder of those who in diligence seek after him. So for us to please God, we need to walk by faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. And anyone that comes to him cannot receive anything without faith. James chapter number one uh, tells us where it says, anybody who lacks wisdom should ask God from around verse five to about verse seven. But they should ask, in faith, not doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, tossed here and there. You shouldn't think you will receive anything from God. So we need to walk by faith. But there's never been a time in the history of the church when the faith of believers is being challenged. Where people that used to walk by faith suddenly are walking by sight. People that used to believe in divine healing they suddenly got caged and pushed to a corner, the back against the wall, where they started to almost re-amend the Bible. Where they are now saying, no, but the government said, the government said. Meanwhile, the government of heaven already said, by my stripes, you are healed. Can you imagine if Jesus was alive and living here on earth, 2020, would Jesus have gone on a lockdown? Would Jesus have worn a mask? Now, I'm not against any law of any nation. I'm just asking about my Lord Jesus. Would he have worn a mask? Can you imagine the physician Luke coming to Jesus and asking, so how are you doing now? Is the oxygen still flowing? Is the oxygen still flowing? Can you imagine that happened with Jesus? But if it, do, can, it doesn't happen with Jesus, as he is, so are we. We are the light of the world. Healing is not for that day. Healing is for now. Now, and please, I am not insensitive. Precious people have died. And I'm not standing here to try and say they died because we are, that are alive are better than. No. It's sad. It should never have happened. But I'm telling you, we live in a time 
like it happened in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 30, verse number 1 to 8. Ziglag was attacked. They took everything, including the women and the children. And when the king came back, the soldiers, the army that were with him, they were in so much pain and distress. As they wept and cried, they looked, okay, where do we place the blame? The pastor, of course, the king, of course, our leader, of course. That's what many people do. The pastor who has your interest at heart, who has been praying, who has been studying the word to feed you, and then suddenly when your back is against the wall, instead of applying the principles the pastor has been teaching you, you are still waiting for the pastor, but God has already given you what you need, the blueprint to overcome in times of trouble. It doesn't matter what the globalists bring against the world. Jesus said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You must be of good cheer. God has given you what it takes to be on top of the world. It doesn't matter what they bring again against the world. They came too late. We don't need them to tell us what God is saying. Thank God that we have a father that can hear from God. And we need to go in the same flow, like father, like son, like parents, like children. But people were brought to a place where they became so fearful, so scared. People are saying, no, let's use wisdom. Let's use wisdom. Wisdom is revealed in the word of God. Christ, First Corinthians chapter number two, somewhere there the Bible says, Christ has been made unto us. Wisdom. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Hope speaks of a brighter future in spite of what is happening now. That everywhere looks dark, looks bleak. They are unleashing every kind of evil, viruses, and petrol prices down. And it doesn't matter. But I want to let you know, family, that a similar thing happened with the children of Israel in Egypt. Everywhere was darkness. Same place, but because others had a covenant. There was darkness just to cross the, the, the next street. It's light. You are the light. You, are, you may see the trouble. You are not supposed to be a partaker of the trouble. Only with our eyes shall we behold and see the reward of the wicked. Now somebody says, Pastor Gora, I wish I had this. Haruna, I wish I had this earlier. I mean, so what do you want me to do? I've lost my business. I've lost my loved ones, precious ones. I feel it with you, and I wish I had a way to reverse it. However, what has happened has happened. My concern is the next, the next thing, your future. God has better plans in spite of what has happened. And you can rise, rise above the current situation. Believe what God says concerning you. And no matter what the devil does, like the king was asking when the people wanted to stone him. And then he turned to the Lord to inquire. And if there's ever a time that we need to inquire of the Lord, it is this season. We need to know what is God saying. I remember during COVID, people were dying left, right, center, and center, including precious pastors. I was in pain. I was angry. 
God has showed me and some other servants of God something. But there are certain things you can't speak out because not everybody is on the same page. Not everybody understands and you can't blame them. We never knew how this thing came. But then suddenly, as I commune with the Lord, and I said, well, we've been given a mandate to preach, to heal the sick, deliver the oppressed. So we started to pray. And they closed the hospitals back in my nation. I don't know what happened in yours. And nobody was allowed to visit the hospitals. Not even pastors. So I decided to write a special uh, request to the Minister of Health, and I wanted to go there and pray. The reply came saying, we don't allow prayers. Nobody's allowed to get into the hospital because everywhere, nobody was being admitted for anything. The only sickness was COVID. So I got the letter, I placed it side by side with what the Bible says in Mark, go ye into the world, so I realized Jesus hasn't changed this verse. So I need to decide who to please, whether the minister or minister Jesus. So I told myself, I am going to obey Jesus. Now, you don't do what I do. Because you may be in jail, but I will still be outside. Because our level of faith differs. Our understanding differs. So I decided I'm going to the hospital. I had a nurse in our church. And she told me there was a particular clinic where nobody, it used to just be a daily visit clinic, but then it became a place where they were admitting people. In a clinic, the floors were just people, not on the beds. There were no beds. I met some people in the corridor and I asked them, what are you doing lying on the floor? They said, we're waiting for the people on the bed to die so we can take their beds. That's how bad it was. In a little clinic, sometimes 18 people will die per day. Sometimes they'll bring in the oxygen tanks, maybe 200, and only 100 will have oxygen inside. The others are empty. And that's how people were dying. A, a doctor in my church, qualified doctor, said to me, she raised an alarm. What's happening? And they said, if you talk, you lose your job. Then I realized what we were coming up against. I, I decided I'm going to do what God sent me to do. So I asked her, let's go. I want to see your matron. I went to see the matron. Matron, I want to pray for the people. No, you can't pray. You can't pray. They have, they have COVID. I, they have COVID. I said, no. But, but she, she said, you are not protected. I said, I'm protected. How come you can work here? How come the nurse can work here? How come the cleaner can come here to work? But I can't come as a man of God with a mandate to heal the sick. So I told her, I am going in. They said, you may not go. You may not go. I asked the nurse, where are the people? They showed me, and I went from room to room. The ones on the floor prayed for them, and I began to say to them, look at me, look at me. I'm a preacher. I want you to don't die. Don't die. Many people have died. You saw how they were wheeling people out, but you don't die. Don't die. We are coming back and we're going to celebrate. You will live. You will not die. I'm telling you. After three days, after three days, they came. They had to lock the entire clinic so that they can clean, fumigate, wash the floors. Why? Because from the time... I prayed inside there. Everyone that was on 
on the oxygen machine, everybody removed it, walked out of the clinic, and the place altered, they had to close it down. <laughs> Family, we are not going to, we know Jesus is coming soon, but he's not coming for a defeated church. He's coming for a glorious church. And he says, I am building my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Why should a common virus put us down? Empty, empty the entire place. So they told them, told the nurses and the doctors for three days to stay away so they can clean the place up. Not one person died again. Not one person. Now, I may look to you like, whoa, I didn't know he has power. He has given all of us authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over every work of the devil and nothing and nothing and nothing and nothing shall by any means hurt you. The devil is a liar. Why would the devil embarrass a man of God? Lock you out of your church. See a great church like this, but the chairs were all empty. The people are gone, and some churches have not recovered. We are back, but people are still watching online. Why didn't Jesus come through a live stream? Now, and I thank God for technology. But hey, get back to church. Get back to church. My wife and myself were traveling to America. We had something to do. We needed to visit our dad. And, and they were saying, you can't go, you can't go. No appointments for visa. And I realized he said, go ye. So I don't need a visa. So I decided, told my wife, we're going to get a visa to America. No appointments. Nobody was going. And Namibia was put on the red list. Nobody going. I said, we are going. And so people were saying, it's not possible. I said, I am not asking your opinion. I know we are going. It's not, I don't need your faith. It's my faith. The just shall live by faith. For we walk by faith and not by sight. I don't care what the doctor says. Dr. Jesus says, he by my strength, you are healed. You are healed. You are healed. You are healed. Not anymore will we bow down and let the system of the world continue and continue to tell us what we may do and not do. Let me tell you, even if Jesus is coming next week, I'm going to be preaching so hard and let him meet me on duty. Not hiding. Not hiding from the devil. Not hiding from a virus they have not showed us. Common virus. The name above every name. Suddenly, the body of Christ worldwide came undercover and everybody is hiding. Where is the virus? Where is the virus? Let me just tell you something. I am not saying there was no COVID. One day, I was almost choking. I'm, I'm lying on the bed and my breath is going. And I, what's happening? Me? Die? No, no. I have told our church people that I'm not dying now. 
The young people were saying, we want the day your pastor dies so they can take his position. I said, you will wait for a long time. I said, because he gave, promised us how many years? 120. So if Jesus tarries, I'm now 66 years. I've got another 50 what? 54 to go. And somebody may say, but that's too much. How would you look at 44? Of course, like this. At, at six, hey, hey, stop, stop, stop. You, you're eating my time. Now, see my father, 70 something, but he's still 70 what? 74. Then, then, wait, wait, then you want me to start looking like an old man. No. He renews our youth like an eagle with long life. With long life, with long life, with long life, I will satisfy you. Long life. Listen, those who do know their God, not those who do know what's happening with the economy, not those who do know what is the new virus they are coming. Listen, before they bring their viruses, the healing has already been paid for. And I'm not suggesting no one should go to the doctor. But I'm saying, even the doctors don't know what to do. But Dr. Jesus is not wanting to know what to do. He has already done it. So, I'm all, all I'm saying is that family, if you are thinking that better days are coming, no, evil days are increasing. But, those who do know their God. The Bible says, that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be exalted above what? All mountains. Haggai chapter 2, verse number 6 to verse 9. The Bible talks about what will happen in the end times. It says there will be a rumbling and a shaking in the heavens. The desire of all nations. Then God will come and fill this temple with glory. Glory speaks of splendor. Splendor speaks of wealth. There must be a wealth transfer for us to take the kingdom by force because nobody has influence without affluence for us to have influence we need affluence we need wealth and the wealth must be transferred to the church and it cannot be transferred to an escaping church we are not trying to escape to heaven that's already our home we are going to heaven in victory we are going to heaven in triumph. It doesn't matter what they unleash on the world. Let the petrol prices go high. Let them take away the food. How did the Israelites feed themselves in the wilderness? Were there supermarkets? Were there farms they were farming on? But because of the covenant, they knew their God. In this season, you can't afford to walk by sight. You must walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. The church must move forward. Will I overtake 
Will I recover all? Yes, of course. What is mine? I'm, on, I'm not going to sit down and let the devil take it. We got our visa. They actually called only my wife and myself. They said, please, it's almost like saying, don't tell others. <laughs> we were interviewed alone. And the person asked, where are you going? I said, to America. He said, I know, but what state? I said, Florida. Oh, that's my state. Then he said, no, no other questions asked. I can't wait to get you to America. Come tomorrow, get your visa. When we were going early this year, the time we met, they were saying, if you're not vaccinated, and I'm not against vaccine, I'm just saying, you know, I told the cop to pass over me, that's all. <laughs> I'm not against it. You want to get vaccinated, double boosted, keep boosting and boosting. I'm just boosting my faith. I'm not against you. Let's not fight. And so, we, I, I, I was thinking, should I go or not go? That was the time my dear friend, Apostle Allen, was about to have his conference, and we needed to go to the States. I'd agreed we are going to uh, uh, Dr. Andrew. And the Lord said to me, go. I'll give you a safe passage. So, Titi and I will come to a counter. There will be people in front of her, in front of me, others behind. The ones in front, they're asking them, COVID passport. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, vaccination, sticking that thing in the nose. And, <laughs> and, and, and they will stop them until they show it. I will come and they say, oh, have a good day. My wife is with another counter. Different person. People behind, before her, behind her, are told, stop, show. But when she comes, they are blindfolded. My wife passes through. We went to America and returned here without anybody asking us, apart from our passport, the international travel passport. Nobody asked us for anything. What am I saying? Wait, let me finish. We are in a time that if God needs to hide you, he will hide you. If God needs to send ravens to feed you like he did to his prophet, he will feed you. You don't have to bow. You don't have to sell your faith. You don't have to comply on something that is against the will of God just because you want to survive. We are not trying to survive. We are living by faith. We are not trying to survive. We are living by faith. We are living by faith. God bless you. Awesome. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.